Christ is risen. Christ is risen. Nope. Third time's a charm. Christ is risen. Wow, that sounded about as loud as it was on Easter morning. That's pretty good. Welcome today. Today is the fifth Sunday of Easter, and we're going to kind of go back to just before Easter. We're going to go to the upper room again, um, where uh, Judas has just left the room, left the building after uh, he's kind of let Jesus know what he's going to go do. And we're going to look at what Jesus told his disciples at that point. Because it's what he tells us to do also every day. So it's John chapter 13. If you have your Bibles with you, your Bible app on your phone, you might want to pop it open to that when we, we, we get to our readings today. Uh, we pray, all you who are online watching with us and you here this morning, that um, through all the hymns and songs we sing, through the readings, through uh, the liturgy, through the body and blood of Jesus, your faith is strengthened and the healing you need would also happen for you as it empowers you to go out into the world. Let's all rise and sing our opening song forever.
Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. We take a few moments of silence for reflection on God's word and for self-examination. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you. And for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Lord, have mercy. Amen. We sing all God's people said Amen.
Please be seated. Our first reading is from Acts chapter 11, verses 1 through 18. Now the apostles and the brothers who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision party criticized him, saying, You went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter began and explained it to them in order. I was in the city of Joppa praying. And in a trance I saw a vision, something like a great sheet descending, being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to me. Looking at it closely, I observed animals and beasts of prey and reptiles and birds of the air. And I heard a voice saying to me, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But I said, By no means, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But the voice answered a second time from heaven, What God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times, and all was drawn up again into heaven. And behold, at that very moment, three men arrived at the house in which we were, sent to me from Caesarea. And the Spirit told me to go with them, making no distinction. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. And he told us how he had seen the angel stand in his house and say, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter, and he will declare to you a message by which you will be saved, you and all your household. As I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them just as on us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? When they heard these things, they fell silent, and they glorified God, saying, Then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 through 7. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, or crying, nor pain, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also he said, Write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. 
To the thirsty I will give from the spring of water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. This is the word of the Lord. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 13th chapter. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one of another. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Are there any children that would like to come up with the children's message? morning. The Lord be with you. Thank you. So I'm going to stand up for a little while because I'm going to do some things and we're going to play a little game and and you need to guess what I am doing and thus who I am or what I am. Okay. Hi there. Hey, how are you? Hey, sweetie. Okay. You guys ready? Pay attention. Because we don't want them to help us today, okay? Because they'll get it. Well, we may have to help them. Okay, ready? So here I go. Any guess yet? A bowler. Yeah, I was bowling, right? So I'm a bowler. That's very good. How about this one? I'm a baseball player. All right, cool. Let me see. What else can I show you? Guess. Ah, okay. This one might be a little tough, but we'll see if we can figure it out, okay? Oh, you are so good. <laughs> All right. I thought they'd say a prayer or this. You, gotta, you guys are good. Okay, now I'm going to come down. Okay. So, that game reminds me of the gospel reading that. I read a little earlier. As we get through the gospel and toward the end, do you remember what Jesus said? I'll help you a little bit. He says, if you love like I loved you, then they will know that you are a disciple. Very good. Well, you're on fire today. 
You want to come down and tell this story? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> okay. So, so how are, do we become disciples? By showing what? Love and showing love the same way God did. Now, do you guys know what a disciple or disciple is? God's people, yeah, it's a follower of Jesus. It's a follower of God. And disciples have a job, though. Not only do they follow Jesus, and not only do they show his love, they do something else, too. Anybody want to guess? This is the one that everybody thinks is really hard to do. Show love. Actually, actually, that's correct. Because what they do is they are to tell people about Jesus. And how we tell people about Jesus is not necessarily walking up to somebody and saying, hey, Jesus loves you. Which is true. We could do that. But that's not what Jesus says. right? He says, love people like I loved you. So we are to show love to people, even people we don't like. That's really hard, huh? Or is it really easy? It's kind of easy? Awesome. I bet you if I ask them, they're going to tell me it's hard. Should I ask them? No? Okay. You guys are saved for the day. So, so we, all of you, are disciples of Jesus. And that means you get to show people his love. You get to tell them about him then. So we're going to pray that, that God leads us to do that. And then I'm going to share a little bit more of that and what that means in our um, sermon today. Hey, could you guys pray with me? Dear Jesus, thank you for loving us with such an incredible, sacrificial love. Help us to do the same and show that love to others so that they will know we are your disciples. In your precious name, name. amen. Thank you, guys. Let's sing our hymn of the day.
grace, peace, and mercy from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. So our gospel text today, John 13, verses 31 to 35, is our text. And as you gathered, if you listened uh, to the children's message, you probably figured it's going to be about love and maybe discipleship. In our world today, or at least for as long as I can remember, the topic of love seems to be right up at the top. And we even see that in the church. I imagine many pastors today are preaching on love, since it's, there's actually two gospels that are actually picked for today, and this one is, is the shortest gospel, so you know, we all preach on the shorter text. But um, not really. So today we're gonna, we are going to look about what, what does it really mean the word love, and um, because I think the world has this wonderful idea of what love is, and the church has an idea of what the love is, and we both tend to get it wrong. And, and so the best place to go is, what does Jesus say about love? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Let me read you, read you the, the, the verses again. It says, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. In those two verses, Jesus uses the word love four times. Love, as we all know, is a small little world. It's just four little letters. It's a word that many of us use on a daily basis. It sounds Pretty simple. Love others as I have loved you. And yet that phrase has been abused quite frequently. And that's because when we hear the word love, we start to think of love, at least I do, in in worldly terms. Think about our world today. And think about how it considers love. For starters, love is, is a pretty vague word. It has many different meanings, and it covers all different types of relationships. We often describe our feelings toward our spouses and our children um, in other relationships with our friends, our church, our community, or even our favorite foods. And we have to listen to the context to determine what kind of love it is. I would imagine for, well, at least I would hope, that all of us here have a different kind of love for our, our, our spouses, if we're married, or, or the ones that we say we love, than how we love food. I could be wrong about that one. Um, but I think it's even different for those of us that are married and we have kids. I think we love our spouse one way and we love our kids in a different way. It's still love, but it's different then I love Jane in a different way than I love Sean, Heather, Christopher, and Joshua. But I still love them, and and I love her. And so one of the things that we have to remember about love is when it comes to our relationship with other people is that the world has its own idea considering loving. How many of you listen to music of any kind? Okay. How many of you watch TV? Watch movies. I'll just stop at those three things, right? Because they all talk about love. 
And they all talk about love in, in amazing ways. And, and, and our world is, it defines love, I think, as being a self-serving kind of love. Love is true when it suits you. Would probably be a pretty nice ad for the term love and the way our world looks, looks at it. Love is true when it suits you. Right? Love has to benefit me. That's how the world looks at it. Our world looks at love as satisfying our, our own, own needs, our own desires through having someone else serve us and give us some sort of emotional high. And it's great for a while. You feel great. Everything seems to, to smell like roses and nothing can seem to ever go wrong. And then it does. How many movies have you watched where the bookends of the movie is all about love? Um, Maybe there's hardships, maybe there's problems, but everything ends out well. But in our world, we look at love a little differently. People look at love in a way that when it doesn't suit me, then I can just move on to the next person. That's not the kind of love that Jesus talks about. That's not the definition of love, at least from a biblical standpoint. Jesus' definition of love does not depend on you or me, how we sinful beings treat each other. It doesn't depend on that. Jesus tells us simply, love one another as I have loved you. So the question that you and I have to ask ourselves, well, how does Jesus love us? And you can even say, how does Jesus love me? I'll let you have a me statement today. Because that's how you have to figure out what does all that mean? What does it mean when Jesus says, love like I loved you? Well, so let's go back to where Jesus said the loves. The, the word love. So I was towards the beginning of service. We go back to the upper room. It is Monday Thursday or Holy Thursday. Judas has just declared to Jesus. The other guys didn't know about it. Figured out that he was going to turn him in, and he leaves the room. So the clock has begun to tick on the passion of our Lord. It will be a matter of hours before Judas returns with a group of soldiers. And Jesus is arrested. He is charged with crimes that he did not commit. He allows himself to be whipped, to be mocked, and to be spit upon. He soon will be sentenced to death, and he will be forced to carry the very instrument of his own execution out of the city up to the hill called Golgotha. And why does he do all that? Is it for himself? We should all say resounding, no. It, has, it is not for Jesus. It's for his disciples, yes. It's for you and me. It's how he shows his great love for us by taking our place, your place, my place. He takes on your suffering, my suffering, your punishment, my punishment for our sins. And this is what the Greek word 
you probably have all heard the word, but this is where it is in this text. It's called agape, agape love. It is simply unconditional love. There are no conditions touched to this love. It's a love that says, I am going to, to love you anyway, no matter what it costs me. And Jesus had such love for you and me. He had it for the whole world. Those who lived before him, those who lived while he walked on this earth, and for those who are yet to come. Jesus had such love for us that he was going to suffer and die for us so that you and I could be forgiven and set free. Free from our sin to simply love God and to love others as we had been loved by Christ. And the strange thing is, as the reading began, you might remember that Jesus said that now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. That's a lot of glories in two sentences. But that's how our text started. It's, it's, and, and what's about to unfold, though, is not glorious in the eyes of the world. It's far from it. When the world looks at the sight of a bloody, beaten Jesus hanging on a cross, it won't look like there's much glory there. Yet, through hidden, the reality, though hidden, the reality behind it is this, that it is the most glorious, it is the most loving picture ever recorded in human history. No matter how ugly it looks, Jesus Christ, God in the human flesh, allowing himself to suffer and to die in the place of sinners so that sinners, including you and I, could be forgiven and set free from the bondage of sin. Let me repeat that. It'll be very personal. So you, all of you here, all of you that are watching online, so you could be forgiven and set free from the bondage of sin. And you and I, the very people of God here at Trinity Lutheran, when we leave here today or when we turn off that service online, we leave with a charge. And that charge comes to us every day. And it's simply what Jesus said, love one another just as Christ loved you. And this means whoever should come into your life today, tomorrow, this week, next week, and on and on and on, that you love them in the same way that Christ loved you. It means that anyone who walks through the doors of our church or who listens online or calls or emails or texts us is a person who Christ died for. It means that while they wonder if anyone can ever love them after all the things that they have done, that you or I point them to the cross where there is a Savior who, with arms outstretched, says, this is how much I love you. And for those of you who have been burned in the past, who bear the scars of the past sins, we also lovingly point you or them to Christ. 
and we show the love that Christ first had for us, and we forgive them, we love them, we welcome them into our midst, we point them to the cross. We invite them to be a part of our family with an unconditional love, the same love that Christ had for us and still has for us. You see, he still forgives you. He still cleanses you, and he still mends your broken hearts. He still comes to us today through humble means of word and soon the sacrament, the body and blood of Christ through bread and wine. And he does that to forgive us, to love us, and to restore us. Christ's great love for us and for the world and the way he goes about declaring it to us is not going to look glorious in the eyes of our world. It's not going to feel like the love that our world wants us to believe we we feel in our lives. But the love that Christ has for you and me, for our world, His unconditional love, his self-sacrificial love is a love that is beyond anything you or I can ever find anywhere else. It's a love that mends broken hearts. It's a love that makes those who are unlovable in the eyes of the world into the most beloved in the eyes of Christ. It's the love that Christ has for each and every one of you and for me. We can say thanks be to God that he loves us that much and that he calls us to share that love with others. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for loving us so much that you would give us your son who would love us in such an incredible way. We pray, love, that we could hear, hear and heed his words to love others as he has loved us. Empower us to do so through the power of your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we say amen. amen. Would you please rise and together recite the Apostles' Creed? I believe in God the Father Almighty. Let us pray. Almighty God, the whole creation, we praise you for your gift of life and the world that sustains us and all the living. Grant that seeing your even greater gift of deliverance from the disfigurement of sin and the promise of the renewal of your original design, all people may come to repentance and faith in your gracious invitation. 
through Jesus Christ, risen and victorious over death. Lord, in your mercy, give power to your word as it is proclaimed boldly by your church, filled with the Holy Spirit in the faithful witness of all, as it is preached and taught by all who, who are ordained and commissioned by you, as well as all those to whom you have given the gifts to be faithful witnesses of your salvation and glory. Lord, in your mercy, turn the hearts of all who bear the authority of government in our land and around the world, that they serve and lead all people in the ways of justice, peace, and freedom. Lord, in your mercy, to all who suffer sicknesses or injuries, give the comfort of your healing. And to all who suffer any persecution for standing for the truth of the Christian faith, give strength to endure. To all increase faith and faithfulness, believing that the risen Christ leads us to glory, to eternal life in your kingdom. And today, we especially lift up Linda Miller as she continues to recover from her surgery in the hospital. And Georgie, one of our teachers, we simply ask for peace and comfort for her. Lord, in your mercy. For all the faithful who have gone before us, for the prophets and apostles, for saints and martyrs, especially for your servant Stephen, we give you thanks and ask that you strengthen us to walk according to their example throughout all our days, to the glory of your holy name. Lord, in your mercy. In your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your heart. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. And most especially are we bound to praise you on this day for the glorious resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, the very Paschal Lamb, who was sacrificed for us and bore the sins of the world. By his dying, he has destroyed death. And by his rising again, he has restored to us everlasting life. Therefore, with Mary Magdalene, Peter, and John, and with all the witnesses of the resurrection, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying. Remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And after having given thanks, he broke it, 
gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup. And after having given thanks, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, drink. This is the cup of the New Testament of my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Please be seated.
you please rise? Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, you would strengthen us with the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. We sing our closing hymn, Christ the Lord is Risen Today. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. We have announcements this morning. Carrie. Thank you. Well, when I wear this hat, I'm speaking for Lutheran Women's Missionary League. And um, a few of us are going to Sparks for a convention. And at our gatherings, we always have an in-gathering. It's a need in the area. And so uh, today I'm going to tell you just one of them. We have four uh, projects that we're needing help with. Um, anybody know where Greenville is in California? Anybody live there? Loomis County. 
Yeah, oh, oh, Sierra County. I'm from Plumas County. So their church burned down last year. I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, and so an in-gathering for the First Lutheran Church, Greenville, and families impacted by the 21 Dixie Fire. Uh, since the devastating fires that erupted in August of 21, our ministries have mobilized to help those families with, from First Lutheran Church, Greenville, and others who lost their homes and businesses in these catastrophic events. With initial money from the CNH district, we were to help feed over 500 people uh, at Thanksgiving and gave out hundreds of toys for tots uh, in Plumas County and with the help of Plumas County Intervention and Crisis Center. Um, <clears throat> they, they gave out generators, air purifiers, watering systems to over 5,000 and 5,000 children's masks. Donations came in from churches all over the district with the help of the Home Depot and the Katie Grace Foundation. They were able to give people sustainable gifts. It is through his grace that we continue to help our brothers and sisters through this very, these very tough times. And I believe the church that is, is instigating this is St. Luke's in Reno. Um, they are working in helping Greenville out. They need gift cards from Walmart, Safeway, and Costco. And I have a box here, and it tells all about it on here. And you can put gift cards. You can buy them here. Sometimes we have them here with the script. You can buy them, or you can buy them at the store. And we will take these to convention to give to St. Luke's to help the, the people out in that area. There are three other, I'll post this, this is a poster. There's other uh, in-gatherings also that I'll, I'll, I'll be reading about. And the other one has to do with hygiene items. So if you have toothbrushes, toothpaste and stuff, we'll be collecting those also. So if you have any questions, just ask me. Thanks, Karen. Terry? So Carrie just mentioned the script that our Early Learning Center sells. Um, Donna is going to be in the Narthex the first Sunday in June, which I think is June 5th, uh, to sell script. So if any of you would like to buy that and to donate for that purpose or for whatever you need it for, she'll be available at that time. Um, I want to thank every one of you who showed up yesterday. We had 27 volunteers come yesterday to help set up for the rummage sale. It was just amazing. Kids to, you know, all of us. It was just great. Um, <clears throat> the setup is going to be this week, and I think you know there's a sign-up board in the Narthex. We really need help with cleanup after Saturday's sale. So the sale is Friday and Saturday from uh, 9 to 3, and people with trucks come to help haul things away when it's finished. So... Um, Oh, and one other thing that, that they told me to let you know we need is bags. So if you have any paper bags, plastic bags, or whatever for people to take things away with, that would be great. You can, if you're not able to be there, that's fine. If you can drop the bags off in the church office, that works. So thank you, everybody. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Doreen. Other notes? Rachel? You all received um, a list of supplies that we're going to need for VBS. I can't think it came out uh, Friday morning. And if you didn't, 
there is a whole stack of them on Jason's uh, uh, desk in the office in the right-hand corner. You can pick one up. The only thing I ask is that if you're going to go purchase anything, um, give me a call first because I'm trying to kind of mark things off as, as people get them. And if you don't know whether somebody already got it, then we'll end up with more than we need, okay? So uh, I left my phone number on the list. You can email me or whatever, leave a message one way or the other, and I'll get back to you and say, okay, go for it, or I'll say, no, we don't need it anymore, okay? Um, the other thing is, if you choose to make a monetary donation, you can just put it in an envelope and list the envelope as VBS and put it in the, the offering plate in the back. Thank you, Rachel. Other announcements? So uh, just a uh, comment about next week, the 22nd, uh, there will be no um, Bible study class because we'll be preparing for a memorial service uh, that's at 12.30, 11.30, 12.30, for Barbara Alberti. Um, and so, uh, but you go home and you study anyway, Romans, probably chapter 6 maybe at that point. So you'll be ready the week after. But we do have Bible study today, and you're all invited, whether you've been to any of these or not. We're looking at the fifth chapter of Romans right now. And so come join us. I'm pretty sure there's coffee back there and maybe treats. I don't know. Could be. Um, uh, there are treats, I'm filled too. So go, go right, young men. Right? Is, is, it, is that what they say? Right? Um, and, and remember, so the, the, the charge for you all today, and then it's really a charge every Sunday as you go out in the world. Remember, you're a disciple of Jesus. And what did Jesus do? He showed love. And he asked us to do the same. Let's go in peace. Let's serve the Lord. Christ is risen.